welcome back to this week's episode of the Mindset Makeover class. I'm Annabelle Ingleton. I'm a trauma-informed mindset coach. I help people heal their brain and body from trauma so they can create anything they want. This, If this is your first time listening, welcome, and you picked a good one to start with. I have no idea what we're going to call this episode because... I just know what we're going to talk about. I don't know the title yet. This is what happened last week because sometimes I get inspiration to create podcast episodes on the fly. Um, I promise you guys, I'm, I know I promised you guys I was going to talk about attachment styles. I recorded a really, really good episode or a good um, Instagram live last night and it's in my Instagram lives. Um, so or my IGTV, I should say. Yeah. So if you go to my Instagram page at Annabelle.Ingleton and if you go to my Instagram lives, let's see, today is April 13th. So I would have done it April 12th and it should be on there and it'll say like attachment styles. So if you want to hear about that and I have it, I'm probably going to create that this podcast episode in a couple weeks. If you want to hear it now, go listen to that one. It's really good. Um, it took me a couple minutes to get started because I wasn't even going to um, record that actual um, Instagram live. And then I asked people if they really wanted to hear it and everybody was like, yes, yes, yes. So we did it. So, But this week, I want to talk about something that um, I was actually in conversation with a client of mine. And I just thought, this probably happens to so many people. And we got to, I, I just have to really show you guys what your mind is doing. A lot of the things that we talk about on here are like strategies, right? And tools and techniques and books and information. But I think some, um, and then just like education, I do a lot of educating you guys on, on certain things, but, um, sometimes I'm actually having to explain why, why you're doing some, why some people, you guys are doing something, why we have certain behaviors and how it's a coping mechanism or how it's, it could be hurting your life. And this particular thing, when I was talking to my client about it, she didn't really um, recognize that that's what she was doing. And I recognize it in like two seconds. And here's why I recognize things really fast, guys. If you watch me on an Instagram live, people will all start coaching people live, answering questions. And I am able to answer them very quickly. And I know the topic very well because I was a hot flipping mess before. I was a walking ball of anxiety, on anxiety medication, um, did the therapy, did all the things. Nothing worked until I addressed my trauma. Um, And so I know the behaviors. I know the coping mechanisms. I know the symptoms. I know the feelings. I know the struggle. And I know that that's why it makes me such a better coach because I've been there, guys, and I can help I just I know the struggle I know it so much and it's my passion and life's purpose to help you all everybody in the whole world heal from trauma (laughs) okay not everybody but most anybody that that finds me so we're gonna talk about this particular thing I don't even know what I'm gonna call it but I'm just gonna get started and explain what she what she went through and then we're just gonna go okay so I had a client tell me how did the conversation start so I'm not sure how it started but uh, I think she asked me like, what's what's another good book I should read to help heal my trauma? Or what's a good podcast episode? G- give me the next book that you're reading. Let me see your library of what you're reading. And I I know 
from past experience, it doesn't matter what you're reading, what you're learning about. It matters what you're applying and how it's changing your nervous system. And if you're having corrective experiences, that actually does the healing. Okay. Um, let me explain that really quickly. Trauma is held in the body and in the subconscious and in the mind. There's a lot of memory, implicit memory there. There's a lot of subconscious programming there, and there's a lot of nervous state um, memory there. There's a lot of emotional, trapped emotions in your body, in your nervous system. So until you get to those and shake them the fuck out of your body and your brain and your subconscious, and there's ways to do that, okay? You got to get them out, heal them, process them correctly. Um, Until then, anything that you're doing behavior-wise isn't going to touch that shit, Okay? I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little hood. Y'all know, y'all know I be cussing. Y'all know I'm a little hood with it. So she wanted to know what she can put in her brain, right? What she can read, what she could ingest, what she could listen to so that she could feel better. That's what it, that's what it was that she asked me. She wanted to read stuff so she could feel better. And I said, oh, okay. So you're not feeling well. All right. And I, I, I believe that when you're not feeling well, typically a survival response that your brain wants, it's in charge of a couple of things, right? It's in charge to keep you alive and it's in it's, um, its other mode is to keep you safe. So keep you alive and keep you safe, okay? And it also does three things. It avoids pain, it seeks pleasure, and it seeks the, ease, the road of least resistance, so when you're not feeling good, aka you have an emotion, uh, you have a vibrate, vibration on your body and you don't aka feel good, sometimes the reaction is I want to I want to feel good. This feels bad, I want to feel good. And we use a lot of external circumstances and external things to cope and mask or numb or replace the emotion that we're having at the moment. It's understandable, and I and I totally get it because you you don't want to you don't want to be typically feeling the feeling if it's uncomfortable if it's unpleasant, but the way the way past it is through it. It's important to understand it to kind of see the, the feeling, understand the feeling, feel the feeling, and acknowledge it and say, "I'm feeling like shit. I have so much anxiety running through my body. Like I'm in a ventral vagal state of survival. I'm in fight or flight." I get it. I have anxiety. What's causing this? And um, one, it's awareness, right? Naming the emotion and understanding what you're feeling. And it's feeling it, but then being able to regulate your emotions. So like to downregulate, maybe go a little bit more dorsal. And I'll explain emotional regulation, you guys, in the next two episodes. I promise. Um, but you, if you want to hear more about this stuff, I share a lot of it on my, on my um, Instagram. So she wanted to just feel better. Okay. And stop the bad feeling. And she was like, what can I listen to, to make me feel better? And so I was like, what are you feeling? She was like, anxiety. Okay. So one, you got to feel the feeling Two, It's not to do something from the outside to quickly change the state. What you want to do is be able to manage it in your own body, regulate it. You down regulate, go get a little bit more immobilized right when you're in fight or flight or anxiety you're in a very mobilized state of survival to survival response and you want to down regulate maybe get get a little bit immobilized 
and calm down and then bring in some ventral vagal energy to bring a little bit of safety and connection. Okay. That's the ideal. I realize I'm speaking Chinese or, or some different language right now. If you're listening to me and I'm speaking English and you may not understand it, I promise you, this is the next episode I will record. Maybe I'll even do it today and give you guys a twofer. Okay. You guys might get two episodes. Um, cause I really do want you guys to understand what I'm talking about. So it, feel the emotion and then manage it get because you're just when you're not feeling a pleasant emotion what's happening is you're dysregulated there's a dysregulation in your nervous system you're not feeling an optimal state of emotion okay you're not in joy you're not in safety you're not in connection you're feeling fight or flight fight or flight is a very necessary emotion it's a necessary state however if you're if you're in that state because you saw someone walk by and then they smelled like your ex-boyfriend and it triggered you and now you're in a state of anxiety. We don't want that. That's not, that's not necessary. You're not in a actual true state of survival because you need to protect yourself from a saber saber tooth tiger. You just smelled your ex-boyfriend's cologne and maybe he broke up with you and you feel like shit now, right? This isn't a state of, of actual survival. There's no actual threat. So it's important I believe to notice when you have an unpleasant emotion so that you can understand why am I even having this emotion if what what's happening in, happening in the present moment doesn't justify the anxiety or the stress or the anger, right? And if you notice like, oh, I'm just walking down the street and dude smelled like Marcos. <laughs> who the fuck's Marcos? <laughs> By the way, who the fuck is Marcos? I don't know. That name just came to me. And you smelled it and that kind of took you back then that's a whole different thing, right? So, and it's good to know like, oh, the smell of Marcos, my ex-boyfriend, who I don't now have an ex-boyfriend named Marcos, by the way, um, triggers this inside of me. So there's something in that past relationship that I haven't healed from. Let's take a look at that. And then you hire me as your coach and then we heal it, right? (laughs) That's the ideal thing. But if you notice situations like this, you get awareness. Unpleasant emotions are to show you where there's a threat, where, the, where your nervous system is getting activated and where you have some type of a threat response, okay? So I say all this, you guys, I'm going down this hole. I'm not even going down a hole. I'm explaining this. It's very purposeful, I promise, to relay it back to my client who wants to feel better and read a book. So I, she knows this. I've explained neuroception and all this stuff that I'm talking about right now. And she knows that if she wasn't feeling good, it's because something's going on in her nervous system to make her feel that way. And she said, well, you know what I notice is that I'm not, I don't like the thoughts that I have in my head. Okay, sorry, I'm going to go back. I told her this. I told her, I remember when I was highly, highly anxious and I was constantly in a state of fight or flight because of my relationship, I would purposely never let myself just like be listening to my own thoughts because my own thoughts were fucking fucked up okay they were jacked up scary worry dread anxiety fear stress anger everything okay um and i would purposely listen to podcasts books music not even music i couldn't listen to music music was there was no joy in my life i didn't want to sing or anything i was in total survival mode so I was always listening to books and audiobooks and videos so I can like find the thing that was going to make me feel better. And I asked her, I said, is this the case for you? And she was like, oh my gosh, that totally is the case. My, the thoughts in my mind are fucking 
horrible. I, I'm so not nice to myself. I am not everything I'm talking about, like in my own mind is like worry and futurizing and worrying about this. And what if this, and why did I say that? And I should have said this and futurizing past pasteurizing, (laughs) um, present arising, all the arisings. And she was just never in a state of being present and just okay. Right. So I said, okay, you need to witness that and be aware that you're not in the present moment and you're always worrying about the future Um, second guessing the past, wishing you had done something else. And you want, what you're trying to do is take someone else's thoughts, put them in your ears and with their thoughts, what that they're saying, right? That the things that they're saying out loud are thoughts, right? She's listening now to their thoughts and that person's thoughts on a podcast, on an audiobook, on a YouTube video was now changing her state changing her emotions because those thoughts are way better than the ones in her head. And she was like, holy crap. That is so true. Like, that's what's going on. This is, that's what's happening. This is bad. Like, I need to be okay with my own thoughts. And I said, listen, your thoughts are a habitual loop. You've been, and you you guys probably can attest to this. We have the same 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day, every single day. I remember I, I've said this before. It it used to feel like I was living the same day every single day. I would have the same emotions, the same thoughts over and over, and it was just this like fucking groundhog day every day. And it was I hated it. I was never in a state of joy, of peace, of happiness, of playfulness, of any any positive emotion. And she said, you know, I am totally doing that. So. I asked her what, you know, what thoughts are you having? And she said, you know, the futurizing, the contemplating about what could happen in the future, debating um, what she should do in the future, worrying about which decision to make, and then looking back at things that she had done and wish she had done them differently. And I t- explained that she was, you know, cha- trying to change her emotional state by the new person's thoughts. She agreed and wanted to, you know, find out like how she could change her own thoughts. And it really is, is a matter of a couple things. Um, our thoughts create our feelings sometimes, but our environment and our outside experience, things that are happening around us create our feelings too. I know there is a lot of people who don't believe this or who just, who, who think that, no, nothing is happening to you. You have complete control over your emo. I saw Marie Forleo. I saw this like video the other day. I wanted to sock her in the face um, because she was saying something like this. And listen, I don't think that she, she doesn't think that it's wrong. She believes that this is what she was saying was totally right, right? Like she heard it from somebody, some other life coach, prominent life coach that always says, circumstances happen they trigger your thoughts your thoughts create your feelings this is incorrect this is incorrect this is incorrect let me say it again this is incorrect your thoughts do not create your feelings all the time this is sometimes this is called neuroception embodied neuroception okay and i'll explain that um neuroception is a part of polyvagal theory And I promise you guys, I'm going to do an episode on polyvagal theory. So polyvagal theory is the 
what Stephen Porges, who created it or founded it or described it or something, I founded it. Um, he's a wonderful doctor and he says it's the science of safety and connection. And so basically there's three parts to polyvagal, polyvagal theory, neuroception, hierarchy, and co-regulation. I'm going to talk about one of the parts really quickly so you guys understand the thoughts and feelings part. Neuroception is what your nervous, how your nervous system takes in information from the outside, outside its body, outside the body. So from your body, right? Your body takes in information from outside experiences, from thoughts in your mind and nervous system to nervous system with another person and your nervous in your body. Okay. So there's three ways inside, outside, between inside which is in your mind that creates feelings outside external circumstances like the weather a car accident someone passes away you're watching a tv show something happening happening outside of you and then between is your nervous system between another person's nervous system these three things will create a reaction in your body a feeling in your system an emotional state so when people say that you're only your thoughts create your feelings, this is completely inaccurate and such a fallacy. And I'm tired of people talking about it because it's giving us such bad information. And guys, listen, I will attest to the fact that I used to talk and say this shit. And I want to go back and erase all of my podcast episodes where I ever said any of that, but I was misinformed back then. Um, not even then. It's not that I was misinformed. I knew this information, but I believed all the hype by these other successful life coaches that that was the correct information and that maybe what I knew wasn't right. And I was, I started, once I started digging in deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into trauma, um, in from Trump being becoming trauma informed, I was like, holy shit balls. Okay. So your thoughts creating your feelings is one method of neuroception. Um, external circumstances outside of you is another form of neuroception. And then being with someone's nervous system. If you're sitting down having lunch with them and you guys are having a great conversation and they're, you're happy, they're happy and they feel really good, their energy is really good, you're going to feel really good typically. This is your nervous between two nervous systems. If you're sitting at a dinner and someone is totally ignoring you, not talking to you, just on their phone, rolling their eyes, pissed, you know, banging their fork on the table and just moody it's going to have an impact on your nervous system and you're going to have a physical and emotional reaction to it maybe you're going to be stressed maybe you're going to be scared maybe you're going to be angry maybe you're going to be frustrated right you're paying for dinner and they're just sitting you know something so there's so many other ways well two other ways that you're you can have an emotion in your body and it's not created by your thoughts neuroception is something that you can't turn off it runs under unconscious awareness okay and you can't like wake up today and say i'm going to turn neuroception off so i don't detect or feel anything from anybody else it's not possible it's always running but you can have perception on neuroception okay this is called proprioception and you can have in interoception which is awareness about your own feelings so giving you guys big words it's okay y'all can y'all some smart people i know you guys can handle it so um you can't 
essentially turn off your body from reacting to certain things. But you can have awareness when you do react. You can say, oh, I just got triggered when I, you know, freaking dude passed by me and had the cologne on and it smelled like Marcos. And I noticed like I automatically went into like my I got a hot and I got like my skin got all warm and my heart started beating fast. And I felt I started feeling like I was going to have a panic attack. Like I had anxiety. It felt just like the breakup. I mean, you, your body can literally based on an outside thing like a smell can have a reaction like this. You can hear a song and you can start having an emotion. You can um, someone can touch your shoulder in a certain way and because of past experience trigger an emotion. You can watch a, a show and see something on TV and have a physical emotional reaction to it. So you can hear, you know, so that's smell, taste, sound, and yeah, you can eat something and, and, and it can remind you of something that can make you go into a full on fucking panic attack because you ate pozole that your mom used to make and it reminded you of her and whatever, right? So many different ways that can cause your emotions, not just your thoughts. And then, um, so that's, that's neuroception. I had to give, give you guys a quick little lesson. So if that's the case, right, and my client wasn't feeling well and she wanted to turn off the thoughts in her head so that she could feel better and get someone else's thoughts in her own head and feel better, um, she... Um, I was, I basically wanted her to notice that that's what was causing her to feel that way. And yes, she could listen to something else and then make her feel better. But what are you going to do when you can't, when you don't have access to listen? What if your phone's broken? What if you don't have a laptop? What if you get stranded on the middle of the road waiting for someone to come pick you up and your phone dies and you don't, and you're, you're just going to, and you start feeling bad and you're like, oh my God, I don't have anyone's um, words in my own, in my head so I can start feeling better. No, the goal is to learn the skill of emotional regulation so you know how to manage your emotions. And when you're feeling an unpleasant emotion, get awareness around it, right? Neuroception, have perception around your neuroception. You start feeling bad, you have perception over it. Say, oh, I'm not feeling well. This is an unpleasant emotion. This question I want to offer for you to ask in that moment. In this moment, in this place, with this person or these people, let's say maybe you're not around people, but if you are, add that in there. Is this response needed? So you bring perception to neuroception. You make the implicit experience explicit. So implicit memory, so a memory of something, right? You had an, a past memory of something and you're making it explicit by bringing it into your thoughts and kind of breaking it open and looking at it. And you want to ask yourself, is this... Is this neuroception, is this, is your neuroception one of safety or danger or life threat? And when you ask yourself that question and you have some awareness around the, the feeling in your body, bring this into your active awareness and then ask yourself again, is in this moment, in this place, with this person or these people, is this response needed? Notice what happens when you find those answers. Notice what happens when you ask yourself that. If the answer is no, this response is not needed. Okay, it may be that a familiar cue from your past 
is what happened and it reached into your present moment and grabbed your attention and that's why you had that reaction it wasn't necessary for you to feel that activated right now because the the present moment didn't didn't justify that response so the answer would be no this response isn't needed if the answer is yes you're likely dealing with the neuroception of a present moment like you're actually responding to something that is happening right now and so i want to repeat that again you ask yourself in this moment in this place with these people or this person is this response needed notice what happens when you find that answer okay if you say yes this response is needed you're likely dealing with the with the perception the neuroception the feelings in your body from a present moment reaction yeah my husband yelled at me and was super super loud and mean that the the anxiety and the fear that i felt it was present moment related he he did that thing and i felt that way if the answer is no no my husband just like all he did was accidentally break a plate and dropped it when he was taking it out of the dishwasher and i freaked out i had a physical reaction to it because it reminded me of a that was a familiar cue for me from a past moment when my dad used to get drunk and break fucking plates everywhere and that past reached into the present moment and grabbed me and that's why i started feeling this this trigger this anxiety i hope that makes sense what i want to offer about that is people go around saying no one can make you feel a certain way they can't make you upset the weather can't make you mad and i i go back guys and i and i i'm i think i have an episode like something like when someone hurts your feelings or something like that i'm literally i should go delete that shit because it's so not appropriate to have i do believe that now knowing about neuroception someone could ex- accidentally hurt your feelings because of the neuroception that your body has in regards to what they may do right your feelings can feel activated maybe they can't hurt your feelings right they what happens is you start feeling a feeling based on what someone did because of neuroception because of your ability to get triggered by something so that is very very real and i asked my client to consider this right ask yourself these questions how are you feeling what do you think and it it's very helpful in the sense that it can help you understand whether you're reacting from a present day from a present moment reaction and it's it's warranted or you're reacting from a past moment trigger and it's the the reaction isn't necessary it's just a survival response so what i want to really impress upon you guys is the is the fact that sometimes we take things in our outside um, experience and we try to use that to numb our emotions and and not feel them because what's going on in our body or in our mind is making us or creating feelings that don't feel very pleasant and i get it those feelings if you're not used to them or if they feel really heightened it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel pleasant you're maybe you may be in a survival response you may be very angry you may be really sad you may be really fearful and but what i want to offer is if you bring perception to neuroception if you bring that awareness around your feelings then you can kind of understand why you're having that reaction instead of grabbing the bottle of wine to drink to numb the the feelings that you're actually having 
Because what if there's no wine? What if there's no podcasts? What if there's no TV to watch? What if there's no Instagram to go look at and start look, you know, looking at pictures and memes and shit to make you try to feel a different feeling? Emotional regulation is such an important skill to be able to manage your emotions and say, I'm feeling really dysregulated. Really use your body itself, right? Your, your ability to, ma- to regulate your own em- emotional state. So um, emotional regulation is the nervous system, is your ability to create, um, um, navig- and how to navigate the highs and lows of activation and then return back to calm. Right, it's the the your nervous system's ability to navigate highs and lows and activate and activation and then return back to calm. So, if dysregulation is the ability is the inability to regularly manage your emotions and emotional regular emotional regulation is the nervous system's ability to navigate the highs and lows of activation and then return to calm. That's obviously the place where you want to be. Right, you want to be able to manage it, and when you get a high or a low be okay and return back to safety and connection so but you want to be able to do that on your own you don't really always have to be relying on outside stimulus to do that there's a lot of soothing techniques like breath work um breath work is very very helpful it can you can't be in a really anxious state and be doing deep taking deep breaths at the same time it's just impossible it will inherently calm you down like very quickly so um, that's a soothing technique that when you see that you're, okay, I'm in a really, I'm dysregulated. I'm not feeling pleasant emotions. I'm really activated. I'm super triggered. I'm really anxious. I'm in fight or flight mode. I'm aware of it. Let me calm down, ask myself, is this, is in this moment, in this, in this place with these people or this person, is this response needed? No, it's not. Okay. I'm just, it's from a past moment. Let me do some deep breaths and calm myself down gangster you got it right because when you're just seeking out external videos and books or whatever you feel like you're you feel like you're just doing really good things to help yourself but it's really a high level coping mechanism and i know that's hard to hear sometimes because people are like i'm always doing a self-care i'm always meditating i'm always doing this but like are you doing it in an attempt to numb your emotions or are you actually aware and feeling your emotions and managing them correctly that's the goal right that's the goal to be able to do it on your own because you may not have these things sometimes guys and you want to be able to have awareness around it so i hope this was helpful i'll make sure to write that those questions down um, in the show notes so that way you can um, look at them save it cut it you know make a note somewhere <laughs> um, and it's a good question to um, activate awareness and mindfulness around your neuroception. So I will define neuroception and all that stuff in the show notes so you can have that there. And I promise next week I will break down polyvagal theory because I think it's such a necessary um, education tool. I don't know what to call it. I guess theory, just a great theory to know, to learn about, to know about. Um, it's it's neuroscience. It's all this it's very geeky, nerdy stuff, but I love it because sometimes, not even sometimes, a lot of the times, learning this stuff helps so much. When you have awareness of what your body's actually doing, you know, the, like the actual mechanisms behind it, I think it's really helpful. You could be like, oh, I'm totally like sympathetic nervous system right now. I'm totally in that state. <laughs> and it helps. So 
I hope this episode helped. We'll see what we name it, guys. I have no idea what I'm going to call it. Um, And I promise you next week, I'm going to bring you some good polyvagal stuff, right? So I will talk to you guys next week. If you have any questions about this, definitely let me know. Um, I will be, listen, I got to do a quick little, quick little, little ad. Um, I will be launching Trauma to Triumph um, group coaching program in May. So just like maybe in a month. So a couple weeks, it'll be coming. Stay tuned for that. The wait list um, will be in the show notes. So if you're interested in um, joining me for that program, um, I'll be doing a full launch and you'll get all the things. You'll learn everything about it. Uh, and, but you want to get on the wait list so you can be the first to find out when it, when it is launching, sign up for the wait list, the, the notes, I'm sorry, the wait list, um, link is in the show notes. And if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, I am going to be taking new clients come mid June. So you can join the wait list, um, as well. It'll be in the show notes too. So until then, guys, I'll see you next week. Have a good one.